0: Hello and welcome to I can relate. I'm Jessica Burns. This podcast puts you in the shoes of others as people take us on their journeys of personal and sometimes sensitive experiences. These are usually topics that are not spoken about and the hope here is that by bringing them to light it helps others feel less alone in what they're going through. I look forward to embarking on this journey with you as we develop a greater understanding and empathy for one another. Today, I sit down with Flo. She is a cleaner in South London and she is a single parent to an autistic boy named Israel who's seven years old. Flo talks about what it's like to be the parent of someone who's autistic, how in the beginning she was really overwhelmed and the challenges that they've had to overcome together. She thinks now that they have found their groove, she is in a better place mentally. And she shares some tips of how she has stayed in a good mental health state and how, if you know someone who has an autistic child, you can support them. Hello, Flo. How are you doing today? I'm good.
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. All's well. Good to see you. (laughs) Thanks. I know. (laughs) I know. It's always good. (laughs) So... Without further ado, it'd be really great to hear um, a little bit more about like where you're from, a little bit about yourself and your son um, and and your story. Okay, so I'm (laughs) (laughs) Florette.
1: I originally from Sierra Leone, moved to London when I was maybe eight or nine years of age. So pretty much been raised in London. Wow, do you have any family over there still? Yeah, I still have some family over there, but most of like my parents, my cousins, I grew up with. Everyone is pretty much all the like super super important people here. Yeah, yeah.
0: we won't tell the others; they're not super important. (laughs) The super important people came with me. (laughs) Cool. So, what's your son's name? So he's Israel. He's seven years of age. Um. Sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Israel today?
1: Right now, he's actually having a bubble bath. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the only way I can <laughs> do this without any disturbance. Otherwise,
0: he'll <laughs> be like, oh, who's this? Oh, so it would be great to hear, um, you know, what are some of the things you noticed that prompted you when, you know, you had Israel that you wanted to have him tested for autism?
1: To be honest. I didn't personally notice that, that's why everything was normal. So, when he went to start nursery, he had speech delay. So, when he started doing his speech therapy, they said, oh, he might have a slight autism. So, that's how he got the testing done. So, once everything was tested, then it was confirmed he does have um, like a medium range of autism, basically. So, that's how everything came to light.
0: Yeah. How old was he then? If it was that I think he was about maybe three years
1: of age, to be honest, if I remember correctly, he was about three years old. Is that yeah. quite an early
0: diagnosis?
1: Yes, but to be fair, it's better. I'm actually now I'm happy that he got it diagnosed early on rather than at later stage. Yeah. Because I do know people that's that's got kids that have theirs at later stage where the wish they would've known earlier to give them that extra help and support from the yeah. very beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And do you talk with him openly about it?
1: I do, but I feel like because he's still so young, he doesn't really grasp what having autism is. Mm. So he's like, you know, a carefree child that don't really care at this point in time. Yeah. It was just like, you know, go to school, play with your friends, come home be around me, be around family. So he doesn't, I don't feel like he fully understands what it means to have autism just yet. Yeah. Maybe as he gets older to that, maybe teenage stage, Mm. then obviously I would have to keep explaining to him at that stage again.
0: Yeah. What was that like for you when you found out the diagnosis?
1: I feel like I was, my life was ending. Honestly, I feel like because I never had like things like autism around me or like in my family. So I really and truly, you hear about autism, but you don't really grasp what it really is if you don't personally experience it. So when they told, I remember when they told me, I was just like, I'm looking at the person, I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do now? And I think I just literally just broke down and started crying. And yeah. then, you know, I feel like because They go through this a lot with parents who are like, you know, it's okay to cry, take your time. And then they basically just explained everything to me, gave me leaflets explaining what autism is and just reassuring me that I'm not in this alone and things like that. But it was very hard just accepting that, oh, your child has autism because to be fair, everyone wants, you know, what's best for their child, want like a normal childhood and like nothing, maybe getting the way and things like that. So it was very hard in the beginning, but now mm. it's like, oh good.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you, you know, they said to you, you know, you're not alone, but did they provide support in any way? Like, the, was this the, the UK I feel like they did, but at the same time, I was just bombarded with so many
1: leaflets. I was like, it was really overwhelming to be honest, because for a first time parent experiencing this, you just feel like, what did I do wrong type of feeling. Yeah. yeah. But they did, you know, offer me support. They had workshops that's just specifically for parents without, for example, taking your child there. So, you know, you can like experience each other's experience, give each other advice and things like that. So
0: I did get support from them. Yeah. That's really good. And do, is Israel's father like involved and how did he handle it? I feel like, to be fair,
1: he is involved, but I feel like I, in that stage, I practically had to, because we were separated at the time, so I more or less had to handle everything on my own, going to the appointments, mm-hmm. making sure he's still doing his speech therapy, like whatever appointments he had, it was literally all me constantly, constantly. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, you realise, you know, we shared this child together, so it can't yeah. just be me. But now yeah. he's
0: involved fully, yeah. He is. So that's good that you feel like he is more supportive. But at the time, it sounds like you, you know, you felt quite alone in that. Did yeah. You, I think you and I spoke about before. Um, I, I think you mentioned, you said in the Black community, autism isn't really spoken about and well known. Is, would you explain it? Yeah, I feel I like know. maybe it's a cultural thing coming from like,
1: you know, African background where that back home, things like that, it's not like it doesn't exist, but people are not educated about it. Or it's just like your child will just be labeled like a weirdo or, you know, things like that. So, so for me, it was one of those things where, okay, I have an autistic child now. How am I going to tell people around me? I'm not personally ashamed, but it's just that label that, you know, that they're going to put on your child. Mm -hmm. Like, and then it makes you feel like, oh, did I, like, you know, like I said before, did I do something that, you know, might have caused this, which now looking back that's just like being just me thinking very silly to be honest
0: yeah there that is not in your control and that's nothing yeah to do with your actions that mm. must have been really hard to have have thought that about you know what did I do yes of course
1: yeah no that was very hard I feel like the first reaction for a parent is that you put the blame on yourself like was I not happy in my pregnancy because sometimes they say the emotions you go through whilst you're pregnant gets passed down to the child. So I was thinking, oh, maybe all of that was part of the reason.
0: So,
1: yeah. I've actually,
0: I've actually never heard that about the emotions being passed down to the child. Yeah, but it sounds like that's probably not the scientific proven for autism. Oh yeah, I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I highly <laughs> yeah. doubt that. So Israel is seven years old what kind of um like life what what is his life like like what how's living with autism for him well for him I feel like for him it's just it's just like he's just so happy
1: so I don't feel like he thinks anything is wrong with I feel like he's such a young age to even start thinking oh I'm not normal and I don't even put that onto him for him to feel like that in any way shape or form I just feel like as the parent, it's very hard in the beginning, especially when you don't have no experience with dealing with you know autism and things like this, where you have to find the rhythm to basically make things work so for me, I had to like read up on autism, like I was constantly reading, googling YouTube, whatever it was, so that <laughs> I don't take out my frustration and make him feel like you know. I don't want it to be like an unhappy child I had to make sure I'm educated within myself. Um, In the beginning he was very like repetitive in the things he did, going out was a nightmare because he would have the biggest meltdowns and I really truly didn't even want to like take him to the park, go shopping with it, it was so hard but now it's like he's a completely different child because even though he still have, you know, his meltdowns and his tantrums and things, but it's not as much as it was in the beginning. I feel like we're both learning at that stage.
0: Yeah. Is that common with autism? The the meltdowns? Is that what you Oh yeah, that's very, very
1: common because I feel like for them, they're trying to communicate with you. Mm. And if we can't understand them, it's like frustrating for them. Yeah. So I guess in a way that's them like lashing out and, you know, communicating and saying, I'm upset, but you don't get what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. So for me, at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I was so... <laughs> I was so overwhelmed it was so hard but I feel like I just found like little tricks to help me get on with it found ways to help him like calm down with his tension when we're going out and you okay take his snacks maybe take his ipads find ways to distract him so I'm able to just carry on with my routine and he's still going to be happy
0: yeah. So yeah. What was your mental health like at the time? Because it sounds like you were a single parent finding this out. Oh,
1: that yeah. I feel like so
0: hard. I feel like I was a little bit
1: depressed, but I didn't let it show just because I didn't want I feel like when you're depressed, your child notices like the behavior. Because there'll be times when he just comes and just violently hugs and like, Oh mommy, are you okay? So I didn't really want to be so negative around him. So I'll always, you know, be happy, smiley, and then Nighttime, I'll be bawling my eyes out. Oh. So it was like really, really hard for me in the beginning. Yeah. I feel like at that moment in time, my mental health, it's like you're battling within yourself. Yeah. So for me at that stage, it was like really, really challenging to be honest.
0: Were you open with your family members and friends about that? I wasn't
1: in the beginning because mm-hmm. I'm the sort of person I like to keep my emotions to myself and like handle my own problems. But then I feel like the more I start speaking about it to my family, to my friends, you know, them offering advice, helping me, whether it's to babysit, to just let me have my time, that really took off the pressure for me. Yeah. And for me, it was just like, there are people that are there for me. They're not judging me, nothing, you know? So just allow people to help you, basically.
0: Yeah. Letting people in. That's yeah. And- I think you and I spoke before about how you don't know how you would have done it without your mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom is like, she's one of, if I call her today to say, I need help, whether it's
1: babysitting or whatever, she's always down to do whatever she needs to do. Like and to the point where my Israel just loves spending time at my mom's house. Yeah. Whenever he goes there, he never wants to come home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to come home with me? He's like, no, I want to stay with grandma. I say my mom. Is, I feel like my mom is definitely my rock.
0: Yeah, that's so nice. And I love how Israel's so honest too. He's like, no, oh yeah. yeah, very. They're so pure. Mm. So for them, everything. Else, if they don't like
1: something. And Ezra is very outspoken. If he doesn't like something, he would tell you immediately he doesn't like it. Whether it's food or you did something wrong to him, he would just let you know straight away that he does not like it.
0: (laughs) What are some things that he doesn't like?
1: For me, do you know what? My biggest problem is food. That is so hard. Yeah. So he, he eats on his own, but he prefers me feeding him which is so annoying because i'm like you are seven years of age you can feed i know you can feed yourself yeah it's like he would take forever to like you know eat or he hates vegetables uh i think i told you this before he does not like vegetables at all so i usually have to just bribe him to say oh if you eat your vegetables I'm gonna go to grandma's house you know <laughs> I'm gonna get to the park so anything I need to do to get him to eat his food if I have to yeah. lie I'm lying
0: <laughs> I've also read like that's actually quite common is like with food um something to do with like people like having to separate food so that it doesn't touch is that common so or for him, he
1: doesn't separate the food he just generally just hates vegetables what he hates <laughs> is yeah. Having the feel of fruits in his hand, so he doesn't like touching any type of fruit, like banana, nothing. It's like anything that has some sort of texture, he does not like. So okay. that's his like pet peeve, I guess. He just hates touching <laughs> fruits and things like that. What oh, are yeah, like he things does. he enjoys doing? So for him, he's. I feel like he's very active. He would. Ch- he will go to the park all day if you allow him to do that. <laughs> he likes him with like, he likes going on public transport, the bus, oh. the trains. Yeah. So for me, going on public transport is really calming because that really distracts him in a way. So I have no problem of mm. traveling with him if we we'll go out. Because yeah. he likes, you know, the moving trains when he sees cars, when he just I don't know, for him, it's just like a big adventure, like
0: yeah, doing all these things. Yeah that's so sweet and so good because in London there's enough public transportation to keep him entertained <laughs> oh yeah sometimes he even cries to go on the bus I'm like you can't we're not getting on the bus today <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Israel
0: brutal, very much. so for you what is like the biggest obstacle that you've been facing or had to face for me it's more to do with like you know, when he's in
1: school, I hope, like, you know, no one is going to pick on him mm. because for him in the beginning, he liked to play on his own. So obviously they were trying to get him to like, interact with children and, you know, just be around kids. But he still preferred to just be by himself and then play. Yeah. But now he's a lot better way. You'll see him interact, but he still prefers self-play which comes to an advantage for me when I'm at home to be honest that's true I could be doing something like I could be cleaning something else but he's I can I can leave him he's fine to play on his own yeah and also obviously for me is like as he gets older I feel like primary school is okay but when you get to that secondary school kids are more like you know more picking on you if you don't if you if you're not classed as normal, so for yeah. me that's my biggest like worry to say when it gets to that stage, yeah. How is it going to be accepted? Are they going to pick on him? And just you know things like that. To be honest, yeah.
0: yeah. What other worries do you have?
1: Um, I thought for me, it's more now. I feel like I'm just looking way into the future of like mm. is he going to be able to live on his own like have a normal yeah. relationship yeah he have down the line have kids of his own mm. and just be able to achieve it whether or not going to college going to uni would he be able to you know handle those situations mm. or does he have to live with me for the rest of his life so, so yeah. for me I'm like I'm thinking way ahead right now.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a very common theme that like from the research I've done of like concerns for parents. And it sounds like there is so much like support out there of like, um, I know for example, the person I, I I interviewed someone with autism that you know of, and I think you said that you, you thought they probably had high functioning autism. Um, but what, what his parents did was really take something he was really really into and help mm-hmm. him make a career out of it and wanted him to yeah. live independently do you think that israel will be able to like there is something for him or is that for you you just you don't really see something no
1: for me i feel like i do see his passion and if you look at your child closely, you see that the things interested like for me right now he's very interested in like watching like engineering type of videos, yeah. he's obsessed with those type of things, yeah. So, and everyone keeps saying, Oh, you never know, he might be an engineer as he gets old. I'm like, Oh, yes, let, <laughs> go let him do one. I'm yeah. happy. For me, yeah. I do feel like I'm personally the type of person that will do anything in my power to make sure he can go as further as possible if he wants to, you know. And yeah. I feel like just because he has autism doesn't mean he can't achieve. I've seen so many stories, people going to uni, achieving first class degrees and things like that. So I'm not going to say, oh, because you have autism, you can't achieve, or, you know, making that as an excuse to just be relaxed about it. So for me, yeah. it's like autism or not. Like that don't matter to me. You would definitely be an achiever in life.
0: Yes, I feel yeah. like you're such a good mom, and I'm oh, so great. glad that I got to meet Israel. <laughs> and oh, I, yeah. I feel like I regret my Christmas gift to him of uh, the oh, no, shotgun.
1: are you, you sure? Because I
0: was like, oh God, actually, it might have just made Flo's life hell. I told you we got a cat, so it's more. He will <laughs> shooting the cat. <laughs> just shooting the cat not flow everyone <laughs> and by the way these are very like sponge balls these are not oh, like yeah. pellets violent and there's like no that. animal abuse going on oh, yeah but coming back to, to to you and how this is like influenced your life how, I remember you saying you feel like at sometimes there's there's no break is it oh, do yeah. you still feel that way and for how has that been since the beginning and it still hasn't kind of turned off yeah, I feel
1: like it definitely has changed in the beginning I feel like because I was trying to do everything by myself not having the help so I was putting a lot of strain onto myself mentally and physically yeah but now for me the strain I feel is like uh working having to balance home life mm. and having to balance forget the autism part just generally just having a child having to balance everything and just trying to make everything run smoothly in your house you know you come home from work you still have to make sure your dishes are done your child is fed trying to do homework so sometimes it does get overwhelming yeah so for me how i handle that is usually sometimes on the weekend he will either go to my mom's house or one of my cousins will take him Just so that I can have just my time alone. And I feel like that really does reset me mentally, where when he comes back, I'm like, oh, I've missed you so much. Like, you know, Uh, I'm good to be productive again. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, don't be scared. Allow your child to go visit family, friends, whoever can help you take that time personally for yourself. Yeah. So for me, I feel like having just that, whether it's one day away from him, really mm. does reset me mentally and physically. Yeah. So I feel like that's really, really important. You need your own time, whether it's to just do nothing all day at home, whether it's to maybe meet your friends, go out, chat, whatever it is you need to do. Yeah. Just have that moment for yourself without your child.
0: Yeah. That's so wonderful that he loves like your mom so much as oh, well. Yeah. Cause you know, he's, he's in like a good a hands. such a
1: people person that, Another fear for me is like, oh my gosh, this child. If someone say, "Israel, let's go," he would be like, "Okay," because oh, he just yeah. loves like interacting with strangers. And really, me, now he's a lot better with stranger danger because I said I keep telling them, "Israel, you don't speak to strangers you don't know. You don't accept sweets from strangers. You know mm. anything? If I'm not there, you don't know the person. You don't take so." I'm slowly every single day drilling that in his head. So randomly I'll just ask him, if a stranger say, Israel takes on a sweet, are you gonna take it? Yes or no? Sometimes he will be like, no. Sometimes he will be like, yes. Cause he has such a sweet tooth. <laughs> for me, it's like, oh my gosh, i got a lot of work. It's like, depends great. what it is. <laughs> oh, literally. <laughs> He's got such a sweet tooth that I'm
0: just like, oh, if someone offered this boy a sweet. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a fear for you is someone taking advantage perhaps yeah. of not being aware of the stranger danger.
1: Yeah. Okay. Something as well I've said to the school where whatever my worries are sometimes you know you can let the school know so that they can help teach him as well mm. so that you know the more teaching he gets the more he'll be okay like if anything that this happened to be able to avoid it and things like that
0: yeah yeah and is the school um quite supportive with Israel oh Oh, yeah yeah. they're very very I usually get like
1: weekly feedbacks about how he's doing there's times we'll have meetings to say okay what what um what help do you think he might need extra in school how else we can you know help support him and things like that. And the yeah. things that they might tell me to maybe do at home so yeah. that he can help his school life
0: as well. Yeah, that's so, so yeah. amazing. Is that so? Is that a specialist school? No, it's just he goes to a mainstream school, but wow. he does have
1: like an educational plan in school yeah. to just help him to be able to cope more
0: in classes and things like that. That's so good. I think the UK system, they've done really well with providing support. See, that's the good thing of having the early
1: diagnosis. The the earlier you have it, the more they can get things in place ready for him as he goes to school and things like that.
0: Mm. So yeah. I've actually not thought about that. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, I'm from I'm from Bermuda and I just don't feel like we have those kind of systems. Yeah. Um, so I feel like people have to like move and uproot their family to go away and then not have other family around them for that support just to try and go to that school
1: yeah that
0: must be quite hard so for you with like having Israel that's been like your main focus but have you had some time like you said your days off to I don't know if you're interested in dating has that been something (laughs) (laughs) well for that I am interested in danger, but I can't find these good men. <laughs> <laughs> good men out there, please know. Yeah, no, but to be is honest, I feel like because
1: I don't go out often. Okay. So I'm expecting the guy to knock on my door and be like, I'm here, girl. So <laughs> I, I said to myself, this year, I'm going to go out more mm-hmm. just so I can meet people. I can't get with
0: someone if I don't meet them. So yeah, that's I true. i need to put myself out there. So yeah. yeah. Um, is it important for you that like you know are you looking for someone specific or are you just wanting someone who you really gel with because I know introducing like someone to Israel is important
1: I I feel like once there's a connection I'm not like looking for someone specific it's just that if we have a connection then we have a connection to be
0: honest that's it well, yeah. that's nice. I think you know it's so hard to date in these times. I, I oh, honestly, yeah. I don't even know where people meet other than online. Do you know what I mean? Like, not meeting naturally is very hard. And
1: you know, I have tried online dating, but I just keep finding these widows. I'm like, <laughs> oh no!
0: So, <laughs> I've tried online dating, and it hasn't worked. It has not. Is it important for you? Like, if you were to date, would you? Would you be? saying to someone look or, or would you look be looking for someone who would be supportive of, of someone with with israel of course because i personally I don't feel like i can ever be with someone that can't
1: be supportive of my child yeah so from the very get-go you would know i have a child that has autism so yeah if you can't get with it or for mm-hmm. me if you can't treat my child you know great yeah. then there's no way we can go any further <laughs> <Obviously not.
0: laughs> um that makes so much sense have you ever seen um love on the spectrum by the way i i've i asked this before but
1: oh no but remember i said i saw um something similar with that on dateables or something yes yes Yes. yeah yeah i've seen that
0: (laughs) oh so for people listening and who maybe have listened to the other episode it's where people with autism go um dating um and i just think that's there's just something so special about that Right, oh, yeah, no, I really should watch that just to see. I I would love that. I think I
1: would.
0: <laughs> but yeah, for me that was the inspiration because you you get to they you get to learn about the parents um yeah. and it was kind of the inspiration of this episode was kind of seeing how the parents have interacted and um I actually was researching and it said a lot of the time people who have an autistic child struggle to stay together. Is that just something I've read on the internet or do you see that that there's factual facts behind that might be because maybe it's a
1: lot I feel like with women we're more you know okay my child has autism hands-on whereas guys they might not know how to handle when a child is having the tantrum you know if your child can't speak it gets frustrating and sometimes you are especially if you're an impatient person it's hard to deal with but I feel like with mothers because we know we can't the love for our child we can't just walk away
0: yeah. so
1: you know I don't even know from a guy's perspective but yeah uh, that's hard <laughs> yeah so I feel like maybe just the pressure of trying to deal with the child having autism especially if you have other children as well mm-hmm. it can be that's even for me just having the one is a lot so yeah. I can imagine people that have like more than one children
0: it's like yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah I can imagine that being quite tough and yeah I think do you feel that with work like that's quite flexible and you've been able to manage that schedule well oh yeah Ugh. now definitely but yeah. in the beginning I was like
1: oh my days I think I should just quit my job I should just like yeah focus on my child and just my home and things like that when okay. I was like I do have flexible work so therefore I'm able to balance you know my school runs and everything
0: like that which is good yeah and do is your school nearby oh yeah it's very it's the walking distance from the house perfect okay yeah yeah I think flexible working it like is like key for that being able to control yeah. that your schedule as well Because you book different times that suit you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you offer parents who've recently found out their child is autistic? For me, my main advice would
1: be educate yourself if you don't know what autism is. For a fact, be patient because it's going to take time for you to adjust, for the child to adjust, for you to find things that work that maybe not work and also don't be afraid to ask for help. Those are my three main advice. Don't be afraid to ask for help.
0: Yeah. yeah. And how can people who have friends or family members with an autistic child support them?
1: Um, I feel like generally, even just talking helps. Even offering to say, if you just need an hour to yourself, I can, I can babysit for you. Things like that, you know, just maybe having like, if you have people that have other kids,
0: having just the plague date it helped so just little things like that will help you yeah and final question what's your favorite thing about being Israel's mom
1: oh my dear I don't think I have one favorite (laughs) for me I would say just because he's such a loving child like every single day he asks me oh mommy how's work how are you today if I'm sad he knows I'm sad like he's just such a sweet boy so for me I just I I love everything about him there's not one thing I can say I love you know above everything else it's just him as a whole to be honest
0: oh well shout out to Israel in the bath yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and thank you so much for coming on today Flo I really appreciate it Obla. And I'm sure I'll be seeing you very soon. <laughs> oh yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a good one. Right. Bye. You've been listening to I Can Relate. If you'd like to hear more of these episodes, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can do this on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or any other platform you're listening on. To become a part of the community follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Join me next time for another episode. Thanks for listening.